hey, just a heads up. In this podcast, we talk about the show Hey Dude, which ran on Nickelodeon from 1989 to 1991. It's a fantastic show, and you should check it out. You can stream it on Paramount Plus or purchase it on Amazon or iTunes or wherever. But you should pay for this show and watch it along with us. However, you do not have to. We hope you enjoy Yay Dude, even if you have never seen the show. But again, check it out. It's fantastic. We love it. Hello, Teresa. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Jess. Welcome to Yay Dude. Welcome to Yay Dude's Hey Dude Rewatch podcast. And you're Jess and I'm T. Hi, T. Hey, dude. Are you excited about this episode? Oh, shit. Fire. Hold your goddamn horses. Where are my notes? I don't have any. I took, started taking them and then I lost them. Do you want to go get them? I'll uh, hold I, here with the audience. Um, no. Hang on. I'll be right back. Okay. Found them. Don't worry. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Um, I knew the notes were my notes because it says at the top, LOL, great prank, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) What was your prank? I don't remember. I don't remember a single prank in this. We're going to have to watch this episode again. I mean, from her. Hmm. Hmm. Would you like to hear the synopsis of this great episode? Yes, please. Which is episode seven of season two. Ted wants to crawl away and hide when his English teacher comes to stay at the bar nun. Is the synopsis. Okay. okay. The I think there's like a lot more to it than that, but this one's called Teacher's Pest and a lot of different themes are packed into one episode in this one. Yeah, that's true. I just got so excited about the teacher of the, the titular teacher. Titular teacher. I like that. Do you think by the end of the series that Buddy's going to have an all-new family? Yes. <laughs> He's going to have a new mom. He's going to have a new dad, Mr. Sears. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mr. Sears and Laura Ennis would be an adorable couple. But He's going to have his dog replaced by a skateboard. He already did. Yeah. Yeah. And Ted's his new brother. So there you go. Oh, can I tell you something about the credits? Yes. I was looking at uh, Tuxedo Mark's website, heydudereviewed.wordpress.com, and he said that the last time Cassie appears in the end credits is episode five of the first season. Did you check that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so why did he just want like a glow up? Maybe. So that might have to be a impromptu corrections trough. Yeah, well, or we uh, or we just did it. We just did it or didn't do it. We'll never know. <laughs> That's so rude. They kept putting her in and they don't even let her be in the picture. Yeah. Because she's been so in it rude. since. We yeah. know she's been in this season, but she uh-huh. was removed from the credits. That's so rude. Yeah. yeah. Was Comet in the credits in... Full House. That's a really good question. It's a great I question. F- feel like the answer was yes. That was like a thing back then. Was like put the dog at the end of the credits. Super cute times. Very cute. Speaking of cute times, you know who's adorable? 
Laura Innes. Uh-huh. Who oh you may recall is David Brisbane's real life wife. She is a fantastic human. I learned that she's friends with Megan Mullally, who's husbands with Nick Offerman. So I was having these gorgeous fantasies about their dinner parties with David Brisbane and Nick Offerman, who, can I tell you something amazing? Mm -hmm. It's that they share the same birthday. It's (gasps) June 26th. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to go to there. Yeah. I want to go to this party. Me too. I feel like they just all sit around being silly together. Mm-hmm. And then like Nick Offerman would just be like, hey, let's go look at my wood shop. And it would be so wonderful. But you want to know the biggest regret of my life? Mm. Okay. So when we were living in Chicago, we he had a movie and I don't remember what it was called, but it was good. But he, because um, he's from there, he did the premiere the screener there in chicago we got tickets to it and mm-hmm. he came out on stage afterwards to a little q a and um he did a giveaway like a raffle for one seat in the house and my biggest regret is that i didn't sit in that seat because what he gave away was it a canoe no he whittled <laughs> uh his a handmade mustache comb shut up I know. That would be such a dream to own a mustache comb made by Nick Offerman. So can I tell you the other thing that I learned about Laura Innes? Yes, please. It's I not quite such a chipper thing. Actually, everything else I learned about her is uh, kind of astonishing. So she played a doctor on ER who Dr. Had, Carrie Weaver. Yeah. Who had missing limb, right? I think she had a limp ah. due to something because she had th- because the character got surgery later in the series to correct it. Because oh, that's right. actual Laura Innes was having spinal damage due <gasps> to portraying somebody with a limp. <gasps> so she is a huge disabilities advocate, which is rad. Yeah. The other thing, the man who had her heart before David Brisbane was named her previous fiance. His name was David Bell, and he was murdered over a parking dispute. (gasps) It was freaking awful. This uh, 70-year-old woman got very angry that his car was blocking the driveway and smeared shit all over his windshield. What? And so he went up to her house to like yell at her, but she wasn't answering the door. So he was just like, all right, I'm going to use her hose and rinse my windshield off. And she shot him in the face oh my god yeah it's that is a horrific worst thing yeah i did i was shocked at the story she so the county i guess banished mm-hmm. her and they ruled that unconstitutional eventually so that was her punishment was banishment yeah she did Not- a little bit of time oh my god as well but she was just so angry about the neighborhood going downhill and this parking situation really was the final straw his name was also david yeah oh no that's yeah same initials (gasps) db 
So those are my Laura Innes facts. She had, I think it was an appendix burst, like right after uh, she and David uh, Brisbane met. And then he stayed with her in the hospital. Aww. And that's how they fell in love and Aww. got married. And they have a couple of kids, yeah? Yeah, that's true. He doesn't get to have his own Wikipedia. David Brisbane? Doesn't look like it. It's bullshit that he doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. Are we allowed to do that? I think so. Do we know enough about him? We know plenty. We're like the foremost experts on David Brisbane at this point. This point? Seriously. Okay. Well, Laura Innes, we love you. And you were super cute in this episode. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do you want to get a start on this episode? Yes. So we start out in this one. Brad is sitting at the pool when Melody, with her cool visor that doesn't do any good at blocking out the sun, comes up and spooks her while Brad's reading this letter. Well, what it turns out is Brad is real sad because her parents want her to leave the Barnum Ranch and come to Paris with them for mm-hmm. the sum- rest of the summer. Yeah. And of course, Melody, like anybody, thinks that sounds amazing and romantic, but Brad doesn't want to leave her friends here, including Ted. Including Ted. This is a bit of a turning point episode for them and their will they, won't they. Mm Mm-hmm. For real. Yes. She's expressing some genuine emotion here for Ted, and uh, clearly she must be unwell. Yeah. Yeah. She usually calls him things like a walking zit. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah. But she said she would miss him, and then, oh, guess who comes and jumps in the pool and then splashes her, and now she doesn't miss him anymore. hmm So that's a great cold open. We didn't mention, and maybe we'll do it here in a second. I don't know. Let's get the footage. That, um, that this is going to be a very special episode of Yay Dude, because we have a guest witness yes a guest a a senior staff member a senior staff member (laughs) is what we're going to call that segment (laughs) though i might yeah we come up with that when we talk to her but we are late at the (laughs) end of the episode we're gonna have a call with my friend allison who is a real life educator and doctor Mm -hmm. not a not a medical doctor she's a professor of rhetoric so we're gonna talk about you know really sophisticated stuff it got a little bit sophisticated up in that call. I did. So it'll be fun. I really enjoyed talking to her. I did too. She's great. Uh, okay. So now we're back. Ted. Ted's air guitar is so bad. Is this air drums? Air drums? He's just jamming out on his Walkman. His uh, lime green Walkman with his neon yellow headphones. Oh, they're so beautiful. Cool. And he's reading comic books. New Mutants number 84 and Sensational She-Hulk number 10. I think it sucks that they're making fun of Ted like he's dumb because he reads comic books. When Melody mm-hmm. doesn't know what Melody doesn't know what R and R stands for. And he has to yeah. be like, oh, rest and relaxation. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, never heard of that phrase. Like, okay, so you know, maybe everybody has stuff to learn, not just Ted. Yeah. God. So then uh we hear somebody yelling Theodore, Theodore. Mm-hmm. And we find out that it is Miss Andrews. Old Lady Andrews. Excuse me, Old Lady Andrews. Who was 33 at the time of this filming. 
Yeah. And looks like she's like 25. Well, yeah. She's got a little, little house on the prairie vibe kind of thing. A little uh-huh. bit. Big glasses, cute little bob with bangs. Mm-hmm. It's a very, like, 2022 Lorenis would be like, she is trendy as fuck. She is beautiful. But this is, I think, in 89 considered very dowdy. Yes, this would absolutely not be considered cool. Mm-hmm. And she's they're sitting out at a table outside of this little cookout where Mr. Ernst is working the grill. And uh, she's talking to Ted here, and he's (laughs) she's asking him questions about the horse-related activities, Mm -hmm. like doggy punching. Yeah. Is that a thing? I meant to look that up. She means doggy. Which we learned about and never going to speak of again. Yes. No. um, And I don't don't know about cow punching, frankly. Yeah, I feel like that's made up. Maybe I'll do an etymology crawl next week. And if you try to put in doggy punching cattle, it wants to correct you to battle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, And then I don't want to see a dog punching battle. I really don't want to see that. So, okay. All right. The origin of cow puncher. In those early days of cattle drives, the cattle were not particularly eager to enter loading boxes or chutes, so the cowboys poked or punched the cattle with long poles to get them into the cars. It's a cow heaven? <laughs> they would harass them with punching and poking. <laughs> they would punch their butts? Yeah. That's a fun thing to sit around and talk about with your teacher at work. Yeah. He's really rolling his eyes hard. Do you want me to talk about the part where uh, old lady Andrews is singing where the buffalo roam? Oh, yes. That's not uncomfortable at all. He's just generally agitated. Yes. And when Danny and Buddy come in, he's just like a asshole. Yes. That's how you could describe him. She's come a long way to go to this ranch. It's an odd a turn of events that that's where she ended up and she keeps calling him theodore which is shitty because he goes by ted anyway i guess the basic vibe of this whole scene is that she's annoying and he hates having her here it's so weird and he hates it and it's worst and she's a dork and then she thinks mr ernst is sexy right i summed it up yeah you sure did okay and there is some cute making eyes. They were making between eyes. Between this real life couple who had just gotten married the year before. Oh my God. That's what makes it so adorable. Yeah. So then the next scene, Ted is watering things with a bucket. What's he doing? And then for whatever reason, he has a bucket full of water that he just wildly throws. I don't know why, but it hits Mr. Ernst in the face. Yep. <laughs> and that's a great gag. He... Uses Ted's handkerchief to towel off his face. Oh, my God. Wait, hang on. Hold your horses, Teresa. I I had a trough incident. You did? Yeah. What happened? I did. I have a friend who has an outdoor bathing situation, and I participated by bathing in this outdoor bathing situation, and I was later told that that tub was a trough from the feed store. So so you got troughed I by got yourself. Troughed. 
by myself. Wow. That's <laughs> um, like, we should get extra points for that. Yeah. I don't know how many that counts for, uh, whether to include it in trough watch. <laughs> well, if we include that in trough watch, we're definitely going to hit my 11. Yeah. Um, Because you could just go and do that as often as you want, presumably. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, they make a fine bathtub. I bet they do. Back to the tack room. What's this part about? I do not remember. I know he gets mad at a horse. Mr. Ernst is just like, who's that lady? Wait, what does he say here at the end? He's like, what are you looking at? Is what he says to the horse. Well, she certainly is an attractive lady. What's his hang up with his teacher? That's the great question. And I think we'll get into that with our our senior staff interview. He is having a crisis about seeing a woman outside of where she's supposed to be. Right. And teachers are supposed to be at school. Yeah, where they are not attractive. And they don't have legs. Yeah, but once they leave that situation, shit gets confusing. Then he's talking to Danny and, and Buddy about it. And Who do not give a shit. They don't give a shit, except it's after this scene that then the story shifts gears and suddenly Buddy does give a shit. And then the story kind of becomes about Buddy. Yeah. Ted needs to ingrain in Buddy that this is a big deal because Miss Andrews is going to be his new mom. Yeah, essentially. And then she's like in a purpley blue gradient of a single one piece swimsuit laying there with her legs. She has legs. Danny is super into them. I want to touch on the part where Ted says that his whole issue is that it's making it really hard to be him. Oh. Like that's the crux of his situation is it's cramping his style. It's cramping his style that this woman could have a couple of days of vacation. Yeah. Because God and knows educators don't work hard enough to deserve a couple of days off. But, oh, my gosh, that swimsuit she's got is a one piece that's, like, from turquoise to pink with purple in the middle. Cute. Mm, and she's laying one. there like a goddess just mm -hmm. with her legs, as Danny keeps reminding us. Yeah. Yeah, it does switch gears there. He wants, I guess he's trying to get help in pushing this woman out the door uh, so that she'll stop cramping his style. And so the best way to do that is to get Buddy on board, I, I guess, to make him hate her because mm -hmm. he doesn't want a new mom. I really like the line where Buddy's like, I hate that they're flirting. And some and Ted's like, how do you know that she's flirting? And he says, my dad isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a very fine way to know. <laughs> Danny makes me so uncomfortable here. With his uh, she has legs thing? Yes, because look at his little move. Like, look at how he shifts his body around. Like, yeah, he, he has like, to... is checking her out and adjusting his pleated shorts. Right, like he's going to get a boner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. <laughs> I just, like, you shouldn't have to adjust your shorts when you're looking at lurking at people. At the pool. I, if you're doing yeah, no. this, get out of the pool area. Just leave. Yeah. Which he does, thankfully, eventually. Mm -hmm. Somehow Ted's in the pool now. I I watched this date like a week ago. And so now yeah. and I 
forgot where my notes were and I'm kind of rewatching it now again. And I guess Ted's in the pool now. He got knocked in by Buddy. Yeah, Buddy's swinging the pool cleaner around and hits him in the butt and he falls in the pool, which is not a big trough. Because I know we established that it's chlorinated. And the reason is Buddy swings it around wildly because he sees these two flirting again at the pool side. Uh-huh. David, uh, Mr. Ernst and old lady Andrews. Next scene. <laughs> Next scene is Melody's hair. <laughs> it is not in a braid. It's not, but it clearly had been in a braid at some point yeah. because it is voluminous. Um, She's also got what looks like could be like a bump it, but I think this mm-hmm. is pre-bump it. I think it is too. She has so much hair. It's very it's feathered in this one. This is a, a hairstyle that my sister would do where your bangs kind of are... are you got mirrored bangs. You got the bangs that go down and you got the bangs that go up. Anyway, it's great. The scene I think is about Melody um, saying Brad doesn't have to go to France, right? They're petitioning Brad's parents to let her stay because they need her at the ranch because she's great. Does Brad know that they're doing that? She's doing that? No. Okay. No, well, first Buddy comes swinging in on a fence, and I say, what a great fence trance (laughs) in my notes. Oh, you're welcome for that. Very good. That is very good. (laughs) He's carrying some boots. A box, Mr. Ernst's new boots. Fancy Mm -hmm. new boots, because Mr. Ernst is the most dude of the dudes. Yeah. And they're like black and red and leather and shiny and Mm -hmm. stiff. (laughs) (laughs) pause for winks (laughs) wink wink and so the plan becomes we're gonna do something sneaky with these boots yeah we don't know what yet but these boots are gonna be the thing that seals the deal yep and then mr ernst and miss andrews are walking to this beautiful guest house i guess and i love her outfit so much it has so many fringes and then mr ernst is like tipping his hat and like pulls some flowers out of the pot and so there's dirt hanging off the bottom of the yep she's so cute and buddy and ted are are spying so adorable though to know that they're real life newlyweds it's the cutest yeah Oh, my God, they love each other so much in real life. Uh, Yeah, but then Ted and and Buddy are spying from a tree. This is not like spying from a tree in the Pacific Northwest where there's a lot of trees around. Mm -hmm. This is like one tree and it doesn't have that many branches. Yeah. It has to have been (laughs) obvious that they're there. (laughs) There's two of them. And they're like seven feet away. (laughs) (laughs) And Buddy's like, yeah, we have to destroy her. Yes, because if you are a woman and you have a job, you also can't be happy, right? You can do your one job and that's it. She's just anybody but his mom. Yes. Buddy needs to grow up. Yeah. And he is playing her by saying that she needs to break in these boots for Mr. Ernst. So... Not even that he says she needs to break. This is, again, 
They do the luckiest cons in this show. This little ruse is that he's, he assumes that she's going to offer to do the boot breaking in. So he explains to her all the steps that he's going to take to break in these very expensive looking boots, mm-hmm. which is to like roll cake them in mud and then lay them out in the hot sun. And then she says, could you let me do it? Basically. Yeah. And he's just banking on this. Yeah, I guess so. She's on vacation. Why does she want to do this for any, like, that's so dumb. It's dumb. And do you really think like this is going to land you your man to say, I broke in your boots for you. And Ted's still in the tree. (laughs) (laughs) And Ted gives a thumbs up from the tree. What is the show even? Well, she's got a bucket now, and by her, we mean old lady Andrews, and Brad is there, and Brad's like, what are you doing with that bucket? And something like that. Yep. (laughs) And old lady Andrews starts explaining all the steps she's going to take to break in these boots, and that's what happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so Brad goes ahead and helps her out. By telling her that that's dumb. Of course, that's not how you break in the boots. We don't know that that's what she says until the end, though. We just oh. think that Brad's going along with it. She's asking questions like, who told you to do it like this? Right. Hmm. Yeah. Let's think about this. Brad's always on to Ted. She's always on to Ted, if you know what I mean. And then the next scene, we see some real messed up looking boots just uh yeah battered muddy busted ass boots in mr ernst's office sitting there and he calls in ted and buddy Uh and he's real serious and miss andrews is in there too and she's real serious you can tell because she took off her glasses and then puts them back on Uh and buddy tips his hat (laughs) yep Buddy breaks into the I'm sorry and I'm taking responsibility for this right away. And Mr. Ernst right away was like, oh, good. Oh, I just was having a really hard time caring at this point. Yes, me too. Because then uh, Ted starts to take some responsibility a little bit, I guess, that he also had the idea to mess up the boots, to make her Uh mess up the boot. Then it turns into a she's apologizing to him. Which I thought was good in a sense that she said I, she wasn't aware of the effect she was having. And should I call you Ted? Mm-hmm. Which, yes, if you should have been calling him Ted the entire time he was in your class. It's not okay to call a kid by not their name. Yeah. Will you walk us through this one? I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> the, the episode ends. <laughs> well, uh, well, no. Uh we have another conversation with your mom will always be your mom. I she's just this is just a new friend. We're all at and then they're like, hey, we gotta punish these kids. And Miss Andrews takes out a ruler, and I think that's great. Yes. And then they start cracking up these grown-ups do. And Mr. Ernst puts his real boots on the table. Mm-hmm. And the kids are like, what? How did you duplicate these boots? <laughs> and they were like, we just found these in the barn and Brad told us everything. And Brad saved your ass, Ted. Yeah. Because you were about to not have a job anymore if the real boots had been messed up. 
mm-hmm. which is great that Brad saved the day for Ted. I guess that's where they went with this story. Seems a little bit thin to me because uh-huh. isn't the intention worse here than the result? Like, yeah. The fact that the boots are actually okay doesn't seem like the thing that should get you to keep your job. Yeah. The fact that you were going to willfully fuck up your boss's boots should be the problem. Correct. Yeah. The writing in this whole episode is bad. It was bad. There were, I think, too many cooks in the kitchen. And we'll talk about that with our Dr. Allison. Her theories on why this was so disjointed. Brad dumps some water, some horse water on Ted's head. Ah, uh, it is horse water. It is horse water. Is there a trough anywhere in sight? Um, trough incidents have to take place inside of a trough. You would know. You were just in one. I would flip it no. <laughs> so I guess the moral of the story is that Brad kind of likes Ted and therefore she's not going to go to Paris. She doesn't kind of like him. She's like skipping around her I know. room. And- she also has a really cool... Uh, sweatshirt on with a mock turtleneck underneath it oh that gosh, matches her headband yeah. but her sweatshirt has fake medals on it like she yeah. won an award she won a series uh-huh. of awards and pinned them yep. to her chest but <laughs> i kind of want that sweatshirt i love you would look so good in that jess thank you they are u.s medals <laughs> oh usa usa to wrap this one up she's not going to paris but why would her parents like, send her off to work at this ranch. And then, like, a month later, say, I don't work at the ranch anymore. Yeah. My parents. Very inconsistent. And it was, they were doing, like, a poor little rich girl kind of a thing. But then they didn't really, like, write it that way. So yeah. it was just kind of, like, a just a random thing that didn't need uh-huh. to probably exist. Clifford? <laughs> is it Clifford Fagan who wrote this one? I do believe so. When can we start blaming the executive in charge of production whose name is Brown Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I take it back. I take back everything I said, Jess. What? I'm just wrong. I'm just wrong. Why are you so wrong all the time? Clifford Fagan is hit or miss. He wrote The Good, The Bad, The Obnoxious, which was kind of a meh. Mm -hmm. But Clifford Fagan wrote Suspicion. Oh. So I can't be too mad. I wonder if he was also the executive uh, script consultant for that one. Mm. Because I feel like that's, they need to have a different guy. They have to have different, but you can't try to do it all. (laughs) Yeah, you cannot consult on your own script. I think that should be the law. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so the writer on that one, he was the executive Executive script consultant. He was not the executive script consultant on Suspicion. He having an outside consultant was the the executive script consultant on the next two episodes coming up. So let's see how those are. Treasure Teens and Dan the Man. So Uh let's let's see what Clifford Fagan can really do. Well, how many horseshoes do you give it? Uh, Out of how many is this possible? I think eight is what we decided. Yes. It starts going back down after It starts going back down. I got that from uh, Manny, uh, Jacinta, or I I should say, um, Good Place. Out of eight horseshoes, three. 
What do you give it? You liked this one more than I did, didn't you? So I would give it a four. (laughs) All right. Well, let's sign off the podcast. First, let's call, let's call our friend Allison. Dr. Allison. Okay. Beep boop. I'm dialing it right now. Boop boop. You want to step into the dialing machine with me? Beep boop. Boop beep boop 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 boop. Boop, boop. Oh, here she is. Can you hear me? I'm in a, a bed that has a tent with a, a, dino, a nighttime dinosaur scene on it. It looks really good. She sent me a picture. <laughs> I sort of feel like we should put that picture on social media. Yes, please. The teaser. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hi, it's so good to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you too. I sh- should introduce you. This yes. is my friend, Dr. Allison, which is what she makes me call her. So weird. (laughs) (laughs) We'll probably keep her anonymity a little bit because this is dumbass podcast and she's a professional. (laughs) But I will make a call out that people can um, email us if they want to find out more about her work, and then we can filter it through Mm -hmm. our gay dude cast at gmail.com which i haven't checked i have not once like checked the email <laughs> we better check it i wonder what's in there you probably have lots of fan mail probably can i say that you're a professor of rhetoric yeah that's fine yeah because you are right yep <laughs> <laughs> jess you're my friend and you're a sea witch is that correct also correct. Yes. <laughs> Teresa, <laughs> you are my favorite, and that's all I know about you. Aw. I made Allison one of my family members so that she could watch all the Hey Dude that I've purchased. Great. Yeah. I've only just watched the one, though. Oh, you got to go back. But I I mean, I watched this as a kid. I remember the show. It's a different experience as an adult. Yeah. Can we... Yes. What, can we can I ask you about what your experience um, then versus now? Yeah. Has been? Um, I just remember there was Hey Dude and Salute Your Shorts mm-hmm. and Pete and Pete. Yeah. And I just like I, I my parents are divorced. I grew up in switching houses a lot. And only my dad had cable. And I was mostly at my mom's. I lived more at my mom's than my dad's. So it was like a real treat to get to watch all these uh what seemed to me, my memory of it at the time was they seemed like teenager shows, mm-hmm. right? Because it wasn't this like, when were these shows even on? 89 to 91. Yeah. Okay. So like, you know, not even mm-hmm. 10 years old. So it seemed like a treat, I think, because it felt like a very grown up show. Right. Which is why that they, was, that's what they were going for. They made right? a show for kids who wanted to be teenagers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, ratching it as an almost 40 year old, I'm like... <laughs> this is such a silly kid show. It's so silly. Yeah. I don't even think teens in the <laughs> 90s were like that. It's no. Emba- I'm no. embarrassed no. for a lot of them. They yeah. were directing the show for much younger children. Yeah. Yes. It's like Saved by the Bell, but on the Dude Ranch. Exactly. It's on a Dude Ranch. And yeah. Ted is Zach Morris, but a little less horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less. Arguably. I. Well, I've just, I've only refreshed my memory on the one episode, but. Can we, can I go ahead and ask you though, on a scale of one to 10, how horrible is Ted McGriff? I feel in this episode, not bad. I feel like he's kind of endearing. Yeah. That's how I feel every episode, even when he tried to leave them to die in the desert. (laughs) 
I had such a crush on him, though. <laughs> yeah, that seemed that seemed like a bad one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we should say before we ask you uh, anything else that we've invited you here today to be our guest, Bert, uh, or whatever we decide to call this segment. Senior staff. Senior, senior staff. <laughs> yes, that will be what this is called. Our senior staff segment. Uh, you are an educator, a professor, mm. in fact, of rhetoric, of the English language and how to use it to not make shitty stories. Right? Is that basically yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We've invited you here to kind of shed your expertise, not only on 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 rhetoric and the art of language and uh, some critical uh, analysis of this one, uh, <laughs> but also just as your experience being an educator out in the wild sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess my first question for you would be about a, an experience you've had where a student did see you out in the wild and what that interaction was like. Well, I was having trouble thinking of sometimes that that has happened. And I think part of why I was having trouble is because I teach adults. And so it's a little less awkward to see them in the wild or for them to see me in the wild than probably would be the case for high school teachers right, and their Mm -hmm. students, because the students are very, you know, they're at a very awkward time in their lives. And uh, the adults are people who have a lot of power over them. So you know, I do try hard not to go places, though, but I think I might run into students. <laughs> like the ranch across the country where your one student works. <laughs> right, right. I, that would not be a first choice for me. But, you know, I can say that, like, I'm such a, like, awkward person because when I was a student, uh, I so, you know, I was just such a dweeb. Like I really <laughs> wanted my teachers to be impressed by me. Yeah. And so like, if I saw them in the wild, you know, I would like probably try to be really cool. <laughs> and like, I don't know that I would probably go up to them, Yeah. but I would definitely want to be like, oh, this is cool. I'm cool. Cause I'm at the same place as you. Like we're both getting groceries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look at me putting kale in the grocery cart. Yes, for my I mom. make mature decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, but like, I, I think I have a sense of like, my students aren't dweebs. They're like mm-hmm. very cool. And so like, I don't want to like embarrass them by talking to them if I see them in public. Yeah. So it's like, I get, I get like more awkward probably if I see them. Cause I'm like, they think I'm such a weirdo. Yeah. And they're probably so embarrassed that I'm like, talking to them I should just avoid them which probably just makes it all work you don't remember any encounters then with your own teachers out in the wild in particular you know I can remember a time in college like I can remember seeing professors at bars yeah in college oh, that's so cool and though th- thinking oh, that yeah. was so cool yeah oh like, oh my gosh that's what people think about you because you're always they at don't. the bar right <laughs> no not <laughs> not anymore not post-covid <laughs> yeah I can remember like a time going to a bar and there were like three professors there shooting pool Whoa! and like we shot pool with them and I was like this is like the epitome of 
This is so cool. So cool. Yeah, yeah especially for like <laughs> a self-proclaimed nerd, right? Like that's the so best. embarrassing. It <sighs> is the best it's the to best. be nerdy in this way. And like in high school, and then like I went to Catholic school, and like sometimes you would see nuns, mm. you're you're nuns out in public. And that was like that was strange because you know, I like had plenty of I've like <laughs> I've I've known nuns since I was a child. Like nuns <laughs> as a category are not strange to me, but like seeing nuns out in the in the world when you only have ever seen them like in your school or like at school mass, you know, yes. like that. I just remember feeling like, oh, that's odd to see you here. But like, of course, I guess, of course, like nuns need groceries or like yeah, nuns. Do they? I didn't gas. know. Like I just figured <laughs> like that was provided by like, the parish no they gotta do it they gotta go who they got seriously like the the archdiocese doesn't provide their groceries i mean they might pay for them but like mm. someone's gotta get in the station wagon i don't know there's probably a hierarchy of nuns and i'm sure like the <laughs> the youngest nun or the newest nun has to go do it yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> jess, jess how about you you ever have an awkward encounter with a teacher i mean all the time every day i i was a kid who was friends with my teachers like ever since first grade um uh hanging out with the teacher at recess and then I um in middle school and high school I would get invited to like my teacher's holiday parties and like (laughs) go hang out what (laughs) did they invite other kids or just you I mean there was usually kind of a group of nerd like a very specific kind of nerd <laughs> um that's so sweet though yeah, it's weird but sweet yeah. <laughs> i mean that's the name of my life <laughs> um, that's true <laughs> weird but sweet yeah there's only one teacher who i think would have like who i had a crush okay guys hunkiest teacher yeah i want to ask you guys did Ted have a crush on Miss Andrews like I feel like that was the vibe like he was so awkward he was so bad at being a person this episode because he was in love with her understandably so Laura Innes is adorable and David Brisbane's Um, real life wife oh my gosh I've got some tea for that I can't wait I don't know. Allison, what do you think? Did you get that vibe? I certainly think Danny did. Danny was checking out her legs in a very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable way. I felt like the writers weren't sure what they were going to do with this (laughs) plot twist on the Barn on Ranch. Like, let's bring a teacher in. But then it felt like there were probably four writers in the room and they each had an idea. And they were just like, let's try that's exactly Think right. You nailed it. Yes. We'll see what these first time teenage actors do with this material. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they left it up to the actors that they, it was kind know. of a blank page? <laughs> I think it was just, I don't know. We got to fill 22 minutes. We need some dialogue. I did find like, I felt, I definitely was trying to decide, is that the vibe or not? Because, you know, he keeps saying, it's so confusing to me. Yeah. It's so confusing yeah. to me. I'm like, what's confusing? Are you feeling just like confusing because you don't think your teachers 
ever leave the school, like mm-hmm. that they live and sleep yeah. at school? Or are you confused because Laura Ennis is cute? Yeah. And she's like taking an interest. In he called her old lady Andrews, but she was old 33 lady. years old at the filming of this. Yeah. But they really did frump her up. Yes. Um, and then they frumped her down. I loved that tassel outfit. Is that called frumping down, Jess? I don't know. <laughs> they defrumped. <laughs> they defrumpified her. <laughs> and in that metallic swimsuit. Oh, I mean, the swimsuit was The swimsuit hot was stuff. great. Yeah. yeah. That was a cute suit. I yeah. want that. Yeah. I think I would definitely, no matter what age, I would, if I like were working at my job and like my teacher showed up in a bathing suit, I think I would definitely have a moment of like, this is strange and unexpected. What is and this then life? I would have to, yeah. Then I would have to like course correct and go like, everybody has a body. Don't be weird. <laughs> Right? Oh, but this was in 89 when not everybody had bodies yet. That's true. I know. I know. Right. But especially women did not have bodies. No. After a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not smart women. Yeah. Smart women. Definitely not. Career women. Or glasses. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just, just a brain in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. But like Ted didn't have to be there lurking at the pool. That's not his job. That's Melody's right. job. What's he even doing there? But he's managing the staff, right? Or he's over there because he's trying to be around. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That wasn't the vibe I got, but just got me thinking maybe there that was going on. Maybe everybody had a crush on her. I think that's the underlying thing Mm -hmm. of the app. And I think that that would have been, you know, if we're going to come at this from the writing angle, like making that a little more explicit would have been helpful because it yeah. was Ted's reactions were so bizarre. Can they make that explicit for a, you know, eight to 10 year old audience though? Like, yeah, I don't mind that. It's not. Yeah. Don't like the dynamic of it. No, no, it's not good. I don't like that. It <laughs> seems like halfway through the episode, they switched gears and suddenly it became buddy's problem. Right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. Ted kind of disappeared but, until they came back together and tried to do the boot fiasco. How old is Buddy? Elevensies. Yeah, probably 11. Do we believe that Buddy is so traumatized by his parents' split, which apparently is many years old at the time, mm-hmm. that one woman shows up and goes <laughs> on a horse ride? <laughs> And he wants to murder her. And he's like, "What? that's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like pretty over the top. But he's the kid that we're meant to empathize with, right? And <laughs> maybe as a eight or nine year old, you might be feeling oh, that right. way. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, that's good, a point. good point. Maybe there mm-hmm. were kids at home feeling that way whose parents had yeah. just gotten back from a horseback yeah. riding <laughs> trip. Yeah, It's dangerous when your parents go horseback riding with a new friend. Yes, it is. That's the name <laughs> of that book, that children's book that got published around that time. <laughs> what? <laughs> when, when mommy brings home a new horseback Horse. riding friend. <laughs> I don't know. I've had this so a couple of times with Buddy where it's like, I'm just embarrassed for him. Like, I, I think that he shouldn't be like that. Well, look at his dad. He has no choice. I was going to ask you to lend some professional writing expertise here. What could they have done differently? Because this was kind of a stinker. We brought you in for kind yeah. of a lame episode. 
I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I always, my, my first, you know, sort of starting point is always like this sh- should have been workshopped, mm-hmm. right? This sort of reads, it, it plays a little like a first draft. It probably was though. Isn't that what they do in a writer's room? Well, and also like the episodes of the comics were like, this was the way, hold on. This was, I got to go back. This was a comic book first. What? No, no, no. You're, you're talking about Ted's comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they okay. were from the month. They were from December 89. The episode was released in November 89. So they must have like written and filmed it all in one second. Ah, gotcha. Is, she, yeah. She's so good at researching. She should be in your and class. So, it's all tuxedo, Mark. Even if it, yeah, I mean, yes, I think probably I've never been in a writer's room for a show, but I think what happens is you pass ideas around and they develop as they go around the table, right? Or like, you know, people work on certain plots or characters, or whatever. And I am imagining that there's that that's kind of a an, an unfolding workshop as that's going. I don't think they did that long enough on this mm-hmm. episode, you know, as evidenced by the confusion about whether we're supposed to be picking up on these vibes about Ted. However, I will say this. I was thinking about what how could this be improved? And other than maybe like tightening up the plot to make the narrative a little more explicit. For after all, eight, nine, ten year olds mm-hmm. are your main audience here, not a age group known for understanding deep nuance. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, I had to remind myself this is a show for children, not for adults. And as I was first thinking about the episode, I was thinking, what I don't like about this episode is how one note the adults are. Like that this like plot line about being weird about your teacher is so making so many assumptions about the one dimensionality of teachers that, you know, I don't love, I'm a teacher. You were a teacher, mm-hmm. like I'm married to a teacher. Like we are a complex people. <laughs> we're fully realized creations. Intersectional as fuck. <laughs> we are allowed to go to the dude. Rant. But on the other hand, I thought children think adults are just people who are in the way of them yeah so it kind of made a lot of sense to me that like the plot around the adults is very thin and silly and that the children have kind of weird and baseless ideas (laughs) (laughs) because that's true to their characters so maybe bravo maybe bravo oh i like that yeah yeah (laughs) i did like here's something i did like about it Mm mm-hmm even though I don't like the plot point of Ted feeling very confused about his teacher, <laughs> I liked the like idea that he would be having confusion and that it's causing him to behave in strange ways. Mm. I think that's probably very relatable for young people. And I also liked the apology scene at the end. Yeah. Not necessarily the smooth talking part. I recall and uh, from from watching it and from here from listening to this podcast that there's a will they won't they with brad and heck yeah Ed, right mm-hmm. but this was a major elevation of that mm-hmm. but i liked that when he did go to i guess it was a thank you it wasn't an apology it was a thank you for saving mm-hmm. his butt mm-hmm. that it felt very genuine i thought that was sweet yeah. it seemed like a good development for the central boy figure yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. See, Jess, maybe Ted's not the worst. Uh, he probably is bad. He's bad, but I mean, he's not the I mean, worst. he has some tender moments. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, Buddy's the worst. Buddy doesn't want his dad to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy is a is a brat. I also didn't like. Here's one thing I didn't like. I don't like, and I guess this is back to the point about Laura Ennis being a one dimensional teacher. Which, like, I guess that's fine. Make a one dimensional teacher for this because of the the genre of the show here. But I don't like that her part of her one dimensionality was like that she's sort of ditzy. Yeah. Like I know she's new to the to the dude ranch, but like Buddy saying, "Oh, you, like here's how you break in boots. Like you do all these things to it." Yeah. And there's like these beautiful, shiny, two-tone leather boots. Like have some critical thinking ability, right? Laura. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, Miss Andrews. And wouldn't you maybe, I don't know, I guess she can't Google it, but like yeah. put your little thinking cap on. Yeah. I also don't like that it took her until, now she's probably been his teacher for a full school year. And it took her until the end of her trip to realize, hey, he don't want to be called Theodore. That's yeah. not his name. Mm-hmm. His chosen name is Ted. Call your mm-hmm. students by their GD chosen names, people. That's right. God. That is the least we can do. The least we can do. I remember when my teacher uh, did that in first grade, when I started writing Teresa on my papers instead of Terry, which is what my family calls me. And I still remember that. It's the least mm-hmm. you can do. Give some st- students some um, agency over their own little bodies. Mm-hmm. 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 And their minds. Well... I did think because of the comic book opener mm-hmm. where Ted was kind of making a case for the value of comic books as the girls were poo-pooing, you know, they see it as a sign of Ted's stupidity. But personally, like, and I think you probably know this, Teresa, like comic books, graphic novels are very, very good mm-hmm. for young readers. They're teaching percent. multiple kinds of literacy at once. Mm-hmm. And if that's the only thing that a kid's going to read, because school beats the love of reading out of them. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have them reading that than reading nothing at all? 100%. So I, I really mm-hmm. liked that Ted was kind of making an argument that these are good stories. And then, so then when the teacher shows up, I did think, and this is my adult viewing brain watching it, not my child brain watching it. I did think that at some point in the 22 minutes, we were going to see some kind of moment of, affirmation between the teacher and ted about his intellect in some way right that yeah, but that never pinned out no and that <laughs> yeah. seemed like it should have i mean i know we're viewing this as adults but they never circled back to anything from the beginning which yeah is yeah. that why he was feeling his style was cramped was because he couldn't he, he wouldn't dare read a comic book in front oh. of her oh maybe god jess you're so good at this yeah that could is be that it. what they were getting oh i maybe they were in which case shame on you hey dude because you're right i mean reading is is reading yeah uh and uh there's a lot to be gained from comics and graphic novels in fact mm-hmm. some of my favorite books are graphic novels so you know wow if that's the point they were trying to make that kind of stinks but maybe so, Jess. I don't know that we were so enlightened about comics in 1989, though. That might be true. That's really been a, a later development, I think, in like literary mm-hmm. studies. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because folks like you are educators now, Allison. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. some profs will, will write in and tell me that I need to 
correct my understanding of the history of comics. But no, I, don't I mean think so. the Incredible She-Hulk and New Mutants number eighty-four <laughs> were the were the issues. Hey, the the, ones at are, hand. Yeah. If I have learned anything in the last six or eight months or however long we've been doing this, it's that there is no <laughs> piece of art too shitty to critically <laughs> discuss. That's right. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, I got Good one more point. question for you. Who's the hunkiest teacher you know? You go first, Teresa. Oh, God, I have to go first. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I came up with a question. I didn't even think of an answer. Oh, I know. I know we had, and this is okay. This makes it okay because he was a substitute <laughs> teacher. We had a real good-looking substitute teacher when I was, like, probably in eighth grade, which, you know, that's kind of the time where your hormones are just starting to percolate pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we we would we would eye that guy and then talk about it as we would all go to the bathroom at the same time. My teacher crush is middle school as well. It was our band teacher. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was so cute. And a couple of years ago, I drove by my middle school and there were goats in the yard area. Oh, God bless you, Jean. Worry. And so I stopped because I wanted to go say hi to these goats. And um, the lady had graduated a couple years uh, behind me and had the same band teacher and reported that he's still teaching there and he's only gotten hotter. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> that delighted me to no end. You know, I had a strange educational experience which is that I had almost no male teachers my Mm. entire all the way through I have a PhD all that far wow almost or very few anyway very few male teachers so I'm going to answer your question a little bit differently I would say the most like stylish cool aspirational vibes teacher Mm -hmm. that I had was a grad school and she was just always dressed to I mean no no detail had not been thought through I mean just so put together every single day it was amazing couldn't believe how much energy it must it probably took none she made it look so everless but we were we were just we would always like after that class we'd all go to lunch together and be like oh my gosh oh my gosh you see that outfit oh I mean just constantly in with 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 nothing but joy I mean it was never critical just like I can't believe how cool she looks and then the hunkiest teacher it must be said, is my husband. Okay. I, was, I was wondering if you would if you would go there. I was, he's yeah. I was going to say your your spouse kind of hunk. You hunk. You kind you got a family of educators there, and God bless you. Wait till he opens his Christmas gift. <gasps> I got him something very hunky. Ooh. <laughs> well, if you're listening, hope you enjoyed it. This won't come out for a couple of months, so. <laughs> You are a delight, Allison. This has been so fun. Oh we my god. We should. I would love that. I love when two of my favorite friends get to come together and meet each other. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, Allison. Uh rate this up. Or so, sorry, it's one to ten horseshoes. One to yeah. One, one to, to ten horseshoes. And ten is good. Mm, sure. Eight is good, and ten is starting <clears throat> to go back down. <laughs> <laughs> It's a reverse. It's a bell curve. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard because I haven't watched 16 of them like you have. Can I ask you an easier question, perhaps? Yeah. 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 Did, did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. 
if this were the first Hey Dude episode I watched as a nine-year-old, I would tune in next week. Would you? I would want to know what's going on with with Brad and Ted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, cool. Cool. Thank you so much for enduring that. Yes, thank you. And <laughs> since you're my family member now, officially, you got to just, just let's tell her. I mean, if we got to hit the hot ones here, because she's on winter break. Yeah. So suspicion. Duh. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Ghost stories oh. for sure. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then oh, uh, Ted and Brad get handcuffed. And oh. um, Goldilocks. <laughs> Goldilocks. Absolutely. Yeah. And w- All right. What do you think, Jess, about... Um, which one was the Mr. Sears and Mr. Trout episode that was oh, God. so mind-blowing uh, to me and I couldn't follow it? I don't know. Do you do you smoke marijuana? Yeah, if you smoke like, doobies, it, you should watch yeah. uh, Perfect Father. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where there's something that gets locked in the safe? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've listened to the pod on that. Folks can contact us if they want to hear more about your writing because she's a phenomenal writer. Yeah. You write some of my favorite stuff. Huh, thanks, yeah. bud. Yeah. Yay. So good. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Yay. Thank thanks you. For both me. of you. Bye. Bye. Yay. Bye. Yay, dudes. Bye. Well, Jess, that was awesome talking to an expert, a senior staff member. What a delightful human being. I know. Thank you I like so her. much for joining us, Dr. Allison. If you want to find out more about her work, she's amazing. Um, just send us an email at yaydudecast at gmail.com or find us on social media, Instagram at yaydudecast and the Facebook page and we'll uh, get you in touch with her. Yay! Maybe, maybe, unless you're creepy. Yeah, don't be creepy. What do you think Joe Torres is up to? Joe Torres watch? Mm. God, he's probably just <laughs> peering at women's legs at the <laughs> poolside. Can't can't break away because he's got to keep shifting in his shorts. Bless you, Joe Torres. I hope is you're well. That all he was in this episode to do is just shift his shorts around and comment and on her legs. Say and legs. Lucy Liss again. Mm-hmm. She was the only one missing. Yeah, we miss you, Lucy. We miss you, Lucy and Joe Torres. We hope you're well. And we hope everybody's well. Yeah, we love all of you. And I love you, Teresa. I love you too, Jess. Bye. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.